This program is presented by a community producer through Midland Community Television. The City of Midland and MCTV are not responsible for the content of the program. The views presented do not necessarily represent those of the City of Midland or MCTV. If you would like to produce your own program, contact MCTV at 837-3474 or access our website, cityofmidlandmi.gov slash MCTV. We hope you enjoy the following presentation. for this concert, you know that today's theme is a British invasion. Now, unfortunately, this is not the British invasion of the 1960s. Now, if you're anything like me, you, you love those classic hits from Herman's Hermits and the Dave Clark Five, and Jerry and the Pacemakers and the, the Rolling Stones, and especially that most famous group of long-haired lads from Liverpool. But today's program actually focuses more on traditional British works for band. In any case, as always, we have a lot of great music in store for you, and every one of these selections has a direct connection to jolly old England. We begin with Kenneth Alford's well-known march, Colonel Bogey, before we move on to Fantasia on British sea songs. Up next is Crown Imperial, which sounds like some sort of Canadian whiskey, but it's actually a favorite march of the royal family. We'll close out our first half with a medley of tunes from the British band Coldplay. After intermission, we'll kick things off with British Grenadiers, a traditional march from the 17th century. And of course, no British-themed concert would be complete without a selection by Gustav Holst. And today is no exception as we play a newer arrangement of Holst's Jupiter from the Planet Suite before we wrap things up with Percy Granger's Lincolnshire Posey. Now before we get started, I'm going to kindly ask you to please silence your cell phones for the, the concert. Now as we begin our program, would you please join me in welcoming to the stage the director of the Midland Concert Band, Mr. Joel Wiseman. Thank you. 
we open the program as we always do with our national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner, to honor our country, I would really be remiss if I didn't point out that although the words we just sang were written by an American, Francis Scott Key, the music that he selected to accompany this text was by British composer John Stafford Smith. It was Smith's song, To Anacreon in Heaven, which was kind of a sly 1700s tribute to drinking and uh, sex. <laughs> There's another example of American music sampling, which is perhaps even better known, and it's this familiar melody. that melody as my country tis of thee. However, to the British, that tune is clearly their national anthem, God Save the Queen, or God Save the King, depending on the gender of the reigning monarch. Just another example of the many cultural ties that we share with our friends across the pond. Well, getting back to our program today, we're going to play three selections for you now. Colonel Bogey, Fantasia on British Sea Songs, and Crown Imperial. Now, Colonel Bogey is probably the most famous march ever written. It is certainly the most profitable. First published in 1914, it quickly made the bestseller sheet music lists, and by the early 30s, it had sold well over a million copies, having been recorded innumerable times and had already been clocking up useful performing rights from the BBC. Even better, in 1958, it was chosen as the theme tune for the film Bridge on the River Kwai, and you can imagine the financial implications of that. The march's composer was Lieutenant F.J. Ricketts, who was a military bandmaster uh, with the Royal Marines at Plymouth. Because at that time, service personnel were not encouraged to have professional lives in the world outside of the Army, Ricketts published Colonel Bogey and numerous other compositions under the pseudonym Kenneth Alford. Now, Fantasia on British Sea Songs was arranged by Sir Henry Wood in 1905, and it was to celebrate the 100th year anniversary of the Battle of Trafalgar. It was first performed uh, with the Queen's Hall Orchestra on October 21st of 1905, and the original work contained nine parts which viewed the Battle of Trafalgar as from uh, the point of view of a British sailor, starting with the call to arms and progressing through the death of a comrade, thoughts of home, and ending with a victorious return and the assertion that Britain will continue to rule the waves. This arrangement we're playing this afternoon contains five of the original movements, including the saucy Arethusa, Tom Bowling, Jack's the Lad, which is a hornpipe, Farewell and Adieu, Ye Spanish Ladies, and See the Conquering Hero Comes. Now the third piece we're going to perform for you is Crown Imperial. 
a royal classical march that was first performed at the coronation of King George VI in 1937. The coronation organizers turned to William Walton to write a new royal anthem, and they requested that, that it be similar in tone and grandeur to the works that had been written for the royal family by Edgar Elgar. He died in 1934. Well, Walton was very successful in doing so that this resulting piece, Crown Imperial, has been affectionately referred to as Pomp and Circumstance March Number no. 6. Clearly a royal favorite, the march was subsequently played at the coronation of Queen Elizabeth II in 1953, and more recently, Prince William and Kate Middleton also used the music as a recessional piece at their wedding back in 2011.
British rock band formed in 1996 by lead singer and pianist Chris Martin and lead guitarist Johnny Buckland at University College London. After they formed under the name of Pectorals, Guy Berryman joined the group as a bassist and they changed their name to Starfish. And then Will Champion joined as a drummer and another vocalist to complete the lineup. And they renamed themselves Coldplay in 1998. Now, Coldplay achieved worldwide fame with the release of the song Yellow in 2000, followed, by, uh, followed that same year by their debut album, Parachutes, which was nominated for the Mercury Prize. Now, you may not realize this, but Coldplay has won 107 awards from 252 separate nominations throughout their career, including nine Brit Awards and six MTV Video Music Awards, seven MTV Europe Music Awards, and seven Grammy Awards. They have sold more than 100 million records worldwide, making them one of the world's best-selling artists. Uh, three albums, Parachute, A Rush of Blood to the Head, and X and Y are among the best-selling albums in UK chart history. In December 2009, Rolling Stone readers voted the group the fourth best artist of the 2000s. Now granted, it's not the Beatles. But whether you're a longtime fan or hearing this group's music for the first time, we think you're going to enjoy this medley of three Coldplay hits, Clocks, Lost, and Viva La Vida. Now, our program is going to continue with this Coldplay arrangement, and following that, we're going to take a brief intermission. But we want to share with you that we have been informed that uh, the center has opened their brick lobby concession stand this afternoon. It's complete with uh, beer and wine. No Crown Imperial out there. <laughs> but we would encourage you to take advantage of uh, this opportunity. We certainly appreciate the center uh, opening their facilities for us, and uh, we've, something we would like to see continue in the future. So we hope that uh, you will take advantage of this opportunity. Back to the music now with Coldplay on stage.
selection for this second half was, of course, British Grenadiers. As I mentioned earlier, that is a 17th century marching song played by the British military during the annual ceremony of Trooping the Colors. The Grenadiers were held in very high esteem back in the 17th century, and they were believed to be composed of the bravest and fiercest fighters. Uh, to this day, the Grenadier Guard holds a position of prominence in the British Army, and each year the Grenadiers salute the royal family in commemoration of the Queen's birthday as they march to the same tune. Now our next selection, Jupiter, the bringer of jollity, is of course from the planets by English composer Gustav Holst. Written between 1914 and 1916, each movement of the suite is named after a different planet of the solar system and its corresponding astrological character as defined by Holst. The concept of this work was astrological rather than astronomical, and that's why there is no movement titled Earth in the suite. Each movement is intended to convey ideas and emotions associated with the influence of the planets on the human psyche. It has nothing to do with the Roman deities. Although The Planets remains Holst's most popular work, the composer himself did not count it among his best creations. And later in life, he complained that its popularity had completely overshadowed some of his other and what he considered to be better works. He was, however, partial to his own favorite movement of this suite, Saturn, the bringer of old age. Aren't we all happy about that one? <laughs> Back to the music now with Gustav Holtz. Thank you. 
Before we get to our final selection this afternoon, some thank yous, a very many thank yous are in order. First of all, we want to thank each and every one of you for coming out and supporting us. As we always say, those of us here on the stage are simply here because we love to do this. We love to play. And having an appreciative audience, as uh, you have been today, simply adds to the fun and the enrichment in our lives that we can all share through this thing that we call music. We invite you to come and see us again on December 2nd for our annual Christmas concert when we will be joined by our special guest, that jolly old elf in the red suit. We expect to have a lot of fun, and we would certainly encourage you to come and bring a friend with you. Special thanks today are due to uh, Karen Welser and Bill Monroe from the Midland High School Music Program for loaning us some percussion equipment for this performance. Thanks also to our ushers, our ticket sellers, our advertisers, and all those other people who work behind the scenes to make this concert possible. Last but certainly not least, we want to thank Mr. Ken Bellin for his great audio recording work for the band and the crew from MCTV for their fine work in recording, producing, and broadcasting our performances. Now we also want to thank two other groups, very important groups of people, our contributors and our advertisers. We could not get along without you. And we hope that you frequent our advertisers, the ones that are in our program, and we would ask you when you do to thank them for supporting the band. Likewise, if you recognize folks on our contributor list, let them know that you appreciate the help that they provide to keep us here on the stage and to continue our award programs for young musicians. Now, we still haven't played any Beatles music, but I, I think Joel might be reconsidering after our intermission. Anyway, our final selection for today is Lincolnshire Posey, and this is a piece by Percy Granger was written for a concert band in 1937 for the American Bandmasters Association. Considered by many to be Granger's masterpiece, this 16-minute long work is composed of six movements, each adapted from folk songs that Granger had collected on a 1905-1906 trip to Lincolnshire, England. The work debuted with three of the movements in March of 1937, and it was debuted by the Milwaukee Symphony, or excuse me, Milwaukee Symphonic Band. And that was a group composed of members from several bands, including the Blatt's Brewery and the Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer Factory worker bands over in Milwaukee. Now, unlike other composers who attempted to alter and modernize folk music for band, such as Rafe Von Williams, Granger wished to maintain the exact sense of stylizing that he experienced from his folk singers. He, here's what Granger had to say. Each number is intended to be a kind of musical portrait of the singer who sang its underlying melody. A musical portrait of the singer's personality, no less than of his habits of song, his regular or irregular wants of rhythm, his preference for gaunt or ornately arabesque delivery, his contrasts of legato and staccato, his tendency toward breadth or delicacy or tone. Granger dedicated his bunch of wildflowers, as he called it, to the old folk singers who sang so sweetly to me. This afternoon, we're going to feature five movements from Lincolnshire, Dublin Bay, Harkstow Grange, The Brisk Young Sailor, Lord Melbourne, and Lost Lady Found.
Selections from Percy Granger's Lincolnshire Posey. Once again, thank you and good afternoon.
And we've been tiptoeing around the matter all night. But before we get to that surprise, I just want to say a special thank you for your support throughout all of our concerts, all of our seasons. Without you guys, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. We love to play, but more than that, we love to entertain and be here for our audience. Um, I hope you had a chance during intermission to go out and enjoy the concessions. Uh, that is something we would like to continue. And watch our Facebook page and all of our advertisements, and we'll let you know if that's something we can work out in the future. So without any further ado, we do have a surprise for you. It is, of course, a British Invasion concert, and we do have the Beatles for you. This is our arrangement of the Beatles' Echoes of an Era.
this program is presented by a community producer through Midland Community Television. The City of Midland and MCTV are not responsible for the content of the program. The views presented do not necessarily represent those of the City of Midland or MCTV. If you would like to produce your own program, contact MCTV at 837-3474 or access our website cityofmidlandmi.gov slash MCTV.